is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 263 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am speaking with Samantha Mabe, and we're diving into increased website conversions in five easy steps. Now, this is going to be a great episode so that if you're not really sure on how to make sure that your homepage is set up correctly to make sure that you are driving traffic and getting them on the right path to creating and finding the right content that they're looking for, you're going to want to listen in. Before you do that, you're also going to want to make sure that you grab my Growing Your Email List Guide, because as you're going to hear us talking about, that list is one of the most important things that you can have. So if you haven't already grabbed it, send me a DM at Jenny underscore Melrose on Instagram, and just tell me Email List Guide, and I will make sure to send it to you. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yes, I am so excited to jump into this conversation about how to increase website conversions in five easy steps. But before we do that, will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Sure. So I am Samantha Mabe, and my business is Lemon and the Sea. I do website design on Squarespace, and I really help service based businesses and coaches to create a website that reflects their brand, gives them confidence in promoting their work and helps them to raise their prices to the rates they really deserve. I love it. Now, how did you get started with Squarespace and designing sites that way? I started my business back six years ago on a WordPress site because that's what I had learned on. And even knowing code and how things worked, it was complicated and I couldn't get it to do what I wanted. So I was introduced to Squarespace and found it was much easier for my clients to be able to go in and edit their site without feeling like they were going to break something. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. I've definitely seen that with mine as well, especially when it comes to service-based businesses. I think that they're not necessarily trying to ring for SEO. So it makes it a little bit easier just to be able to use something that's easy design. So I love that. Yep. So what would you say is the most important thing to help us increase website conversions? Number one thing. The f- most important thing is to know what you actually want people to do on your website. Okay. So All right. I tell people when I work with them or I'm talking with them, like set your number one goal that you want people, if they are your dream client or your dream customer, what do you want them to take action on once they get to know you? Um, Because if they don't, if you don't know what you want them to do, they're not going to know either. Okay. So what would you say that action should be for those that are kind of like, well, I want them to buy my service because I know that's what everybody's (laughs) thinking, right? What would you say is actually... probably should be their really number one step. If you have a service that's like a high touch, big investment, generally that is to fill out an application or jump on a sales call. So you want them to kind of hit that button and sign up so that you can actually talk to them. If it's something like a product or a lower price offer that you're not having to make sure you're a good mutual fit, then they can actually just hit a buy now button and go through the checkout process. 
Okay. What about getting them onto their list? Since sometimes it takes a little bit more time to get per, a person into the sale to know whether or not they know, like, and trust you. So would you see that if, if you're not focusing on the sale, it should definitely be your list? Yeah. I think a lot of us sell through our lists. We find that that's where we convert a lot of sales. So if that's what works for you, then definitely point people to your email list. Uh, generally people have done really well if they have an informative webinar or an opt-in. It doesn't have to be like a crazy amount of stuff that they have access to. It's just that you're giving value. Yes. That first kind of option to get to know whether or not you know what you're talking about. I think people need that before they're going to, especially if they see something, maybe they hear you on a podcast and they've kind of have an idea that you know what you're talking about, but then just want to get that extra step to make sure that you give them a little bit of a transformation. So I love that. Um, All right. So we have our first step in increasing website conversions. What would be our next four for that total of five? Yeah. So the second one is to clearly state who you work with, who you're for, and alternatively, who you're not for. So this can be on in your headlines. You're going to talk about who you help on a sales page. You're going to talk about, you know, these are the people that I can work with. These are the people that might not be a good fit. And that really helps people to know whether or not they're the right fit for you and if they should move forward or not. And that benefits you because you're not having to weed out people and it benefits them because they're like, yes, you are, you know, exactly what I need. You work with my type of business or problem or whatever it is. And I know that I can then move forward with whatever that conversion is. Yes. No, I definitely agree. Um, Okay. So we've got two stops. What would be your third? My third one is to have one call to action per page. So when you know that goal that you want people to have, you kind of can figure out, okay, what do people need to do in order to work with me? Sometimes they can just hit a buy now button if it's a low priced offer. Sometimes they're going to need to take some time to get to know you and listen to your podcast and everything first. So when you set up your website, just give them one option on your page so that it takes them to that next step in the journey. If somebody, if you're worried that somebody doesn't need that next step, they don't need to go to your about page again, they will find out where they need to go. If they want to work with you badly enough, they will figure it out. This is really for the people that are starting that journey from start to finish. Okay. So I want to clarify because I know my listeners are probably going to have a question. So let's say (laughs) the first portion of the website when they first come in is like a buy now button for a a small priced, small item product, right? Um, So now if we're on the homepage and they've come in and hit that and they are hesitating on the buy now, what else would be, so you're saying to have a next step for a call to action to kind of like they didn't buy, but where would they go then from there? Generally, so the homepage is a little different because people are trying to figure out where they need to go. So a homepage might have a couple options just for them to figure out where they are in the journey. Uh, Generally, those look like read my blog or listen to my podcast, check out my services or sign up for my email list. Those are three good ones. On the rest of the site, I like to guide people. So if they're on the about page, send them to your services page next. If they're on your services page, that's where they either 
buy or they fill out an application, sign up for a sales call. And if they're on your contact page, then they're generally submitting some kind of a contact form. Yes. Okay. That was fabulous clarification because it was, I was thinking homepage, how are we getting to all these other things if we only have one call to action? So that's perfect. And I definitely agree. I think I to tell people the same thing, even when it comes to their email list, have one call to action. Don't try to tell them to do eight things because they're going to get overwhelmed and not do any of them. Right. So, perfect. Okay. Next step. So the fourth step is to make buying easy. So if you, or signing up for your email list, whatever it is you want them to do, make it easy, make that process as simple as possible, as few clicks as possible, require as little information as possible. I have had clients who have like a four-step checkout process and you always lose people along the way. So if you can make it just, they need your name, your email address, your credit card information, and they hit a button, that's the best way to do it. If you need them to you know, fill out an application, ask as few questions as you need to, just so that you are reducing the friction to get people to take action. Perfect. Okay. I love that. And what is the fifth and final step? The fifth one we've kind of already talked about is to have an alternative for people who aren't ready to take that big action with you yet. So a lot of people are going to land on your site and they might not be ready to invest you know, $5,000 in a service for working with you. And that's okay. It doesn't mean they will never invest. It just means it's a not right now. So you want something like an email list to just keep them warm, keep giving them value so that when they are ready, you're top of mind and you're ready to go. Yes. Oh, I could not agree more. I think I've had people sitting on my list since like 2016 um, that just recently purchased. And that's fine. It took them that long to feel comfortable and maybe have the money to be able to invest into their business, whatever it might be. So I definitely agree with growing that list. So let's talk a little bit about how we can get more email subscribers using our website. Sure. So this, I think we all know email lists are a big deal. We have heard that from a lot of people, especially when Facebook and Instagram went down and everybody freaked out for a day. Um, I really like to use the homepage as a good place to promote your email list. I set it in its own kind of section that is highlighted with a fun image. I make the headline really actionable, tell them what they're going to learn. So it might be an opt-in that they're going to get emailed. It might just be your email series is really valuable, but give them a reason to want to sign up uh, both on that homepage. I also like to include it in the footer of the website. If anybody ever makes it down there, <laughs> not I'm clapping will... <laughs> for, for those that can't see me. I'm clapping as she's saying this because it's that traditional squeeze page that yep. pushes them to get to the list. Love it. Yes. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then you can always send people there from places like a blog post, especially if it's relevant to what you talk about, like use that as your call to action. Most people reading a blog post aren't ready to make a big investment with you yet. So a newsletter is the perfect place to send them to then get them further into your funnel. 
Yes. And I think too, like having something that's relevant to that blog post, a guide, like you want to know what your tiers of content are that you want to be known for. So if you're a service-based business that does, let's just use you as a website designer, you You want to give them something that's going to bring them back to the website design that can be your opt-in that's going to be that guide um, that is going to give them a little bit of a transformation so that when you create content, it can be around that main topic of website design, making sure that you're showing expert, giving them little wins and then getting them onto the list within that blog post. I love that. I think that often gets missed is people will create blog content and they just think, I'm just going to create this blog content. I'm not going to worry about anything else because I'm trying to drive traffic, whatever it might be. When you actually then give them another step to get onto your list, it can continue to drive that traffic and sell products and services. So so smart. Yeah. And I would say for people who have a lot of blog content and they don't, they feel like it's overwhelming to go back and do this for everyone. See if you can find your most popular blog posts and start there. So Google Analytics will tell you like your 10 most popular posts. Start with those because that's where the most people are coming to. And then as you have time, you can work through the others. Yes. And I know people listening might be thinking, well, I have lots of different content that kind of encompasses maybe a lot of different areas. Do I have to create an opt-in for every single blog post? And the answer is no. You really want to create an opt-in that is in line with your services, with your products, so that it is a good fit and is going to show them the path that they need to go in order to sign up for a service with you. Absolutely. So we've talked about that squeeze page, which I'm so excited that you talked about it that way, because that's what I teach as well, is that when you have a homepage, I don't care if you're a food blogger, I don't care if you're service-based business, it should still be squeeze page. It should have that opt-in up top option and then in the footer. And then you can have content in between that kind of squishes them to go to your podcast or go to your blog or go to your services that you offer, whatever it might be. Um, but I just think that that, often gets missed. The people don't think about having that list as something that they're trying to get them towards. Um, so one of the things that you talked a little bit about was that about page. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I loved the way that your second step talked about the people that you're trying to attract, because I think a lot of times when people create an about page, they try to make it about themselves. When in reality, you're supposed to be showing people your ideal people that you're a good fit. So what would you say is what makes a great about page? So exactly like you said, we are using our about page to really kind of connect our story to our ideal client's story and their problem and the transformation that they're looking for. So I like to tell people to include a headline that can, you know, makes it very clear who it is you work for and what your business is about. You want to share kind of your mission behind things. I think that is so important now Um, and include a headshot in a short bio as well, because people do want to get to know you if they're going to buy from you, but then you should be talking about like, these are the people I've worked with. These are the places that I have shown up before with testimonials and featured blog posts, featured podcast interviews, all that kind of stuff. And you're really tying back your journey through whatever it is you've experienced 
you want to pick through that and find the pieces that are relevant to them. So in my case, I started out as a web designer, I've developed my business, and I have learned how to then develop websites for other businesses. They don't necessarily need to know that, you know, I was in stage crew in high school and I did all this other stuff because that's not relevant. That might be fun to share on social media, but on an about page, you're really trying to let them know this is a good fit. Or if it's not a good fit, they can find that out too. And that can also be helpful. With the headline, could you give an example even of just what your headline would be for your about page? Because I think people kind of struggle with the copy often, right? And when we say copy, we're talking about the words that we use on like an about page or on a sales page. Um, And I think knowing how to kind of like target and put the words together so that it really is a good fit. So would you give your example of your headline? Sure. So my headline on my about page is website design fueled by faith and strategy. So those are, it ties back to the values that I have and the value that I bring to my clients. Um, and then we just talk more about the types of people we work with and our the mission behind our business, why we really want to help people. Yes. Okay. I love that you tied it, the headline and the mission together. That was so good. Um, and I think another piece is that testimonial piece, right? That sharing those testimonials and having them on there. So when it comes to that testimonial, do you think that it's helpful to have an actual picture of the person, their name, like what they do? What would you, how do you get good testimonials? Sometimes I see these testimonials and they're like three paragraphs long and they just take up way too much space. What would you recommend for a testimonial? So I always recommend to have a headshot of the person if that's available to you. Um, I like to go through like that long paragraph and really kind of distill out the transformation that you brought. If they talk about, you know, your process, that's a really impactful piece and keep it to like a paragraph and then bold that like most important piece so that people who are just skimming can see it. So, so I'm on mine. I have a testimonial with my client. And it's about a paragraph long with her name and her business, but then it bolds the part that says, you know, I've seen more clients. I feel more confident because that is the thing people are looking for when they work with somebody. Absolutely. And I also think then that using numbers, because numbers pop on a testimonial, right? Or I just goes to those numbers. So I always ask people, like when I'm getting a testimonial from someone, I always say, if there's any sort of numbers that you can give as far as the increase that you've seen or whatever the difference is, whether it's monetary, whether it's um, time back, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for you. I think that that's also like a great thing to be able to add in as part of that testimonial. And I agree. I love having the picture because I often will look and see, oh, do I know them? Especially if I'm looking for something, a product or service for myself. Like I'm going to um, trust more if I see someone that I know in my industry that has already used that person. Yep. So I can go DM them and say, hey, how was this? How did it work out? Kind of thing. I've done the exact same thing. So good. So you have a resource that helps us determine if our website is actually working for us. Can you talk about what we can expect to learn from that? So it is a, it's five steps to higher conversions. It's similar to what we talked about. Some of them are a little bit different because they're really quick and actionable things that you can do. Like you can make all the updates in about 15 minutes on your website. Um, And I really want people to be able to take action 
and make those changes and, and really start to help to serve their people. And these are some easy ways to do that. So good. Um, we are going to link to that in the show notes. And as all of my listeners know, you guys can always DM me um, to send me a, a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. And just ask me for the five updates that will make your website convert better. And I will make sure to send that directly to you right in DM so that you can click it, download it and have it and make those quick um, transformations from that guide for sure. Samantha, where else can people connect with you? So I am usually on Instagram at lemon and the sea. I'm also on Facebook at lemon and the sea. It's pretty easy. And that's my website as well. I love it. Nope. Make it easy. Keep it branded. (laughs) Make it so that people can actually find you simply. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and my audience. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. I'm hoping that you will make sure to take these five simple ways that you can increase your website conversions and put them into action. If you haven't already, send me a DM at Jenny underscore Mellers, and you can ask for those website conversions that Samantha talked about that she is offering in this episode, as well as if you didn't grab the email list guide, why not? Let's make sure you grab that as well. Just send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Mellers, and I will make sure that I send it over to you. As always, I appreciate you all so much when you leave a rating and review on iTunes. I know you always hear this at the end of an episode, but I'm telling you, it helps so much in finding great guests. So if you haven't already left a reading and review, I would so appreciate that you do so. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then.